welcome. It's Matt, and you're listening to Elite Rugby Banter. I never know how I'm going to say that. I never practiced it beforehand either, so I think you can always tell I'm winging it. And winging it with me today is Ben. Hi there, Ben. Hi, Matt. Uh, this is uh, the worst combination if you're looking for a cohesive, well-organized podcast. Yeah, no, there's, there's no Adam to take the reins or no learned approach from Alex. It's just shit meets shovel at this point. Yeah, Adam was meant to come. Yeah. He's um, apparently driving his child around somewhere. Just, just lapping. Kailami, I think. <laughs> no, what's, what's, I'm sure Pretoria has their own racetrack. He doesn't have to go all the way up to Joburg, surely. Well, Pretoria, Kailami's quite close to Pretoria. It's sort of on the way to Pretoria from Joburg. Okay, so, no fair. Sort of. I don't know. I haven't been there in a while. Yeah. I don't even know what the rest of the world's like. I just turn around my little... Square, like one square kilometer just cruise but around anyway. your island island yeah okay. but that's from what i remember, Kalabi, remember? Sort of there was a race direction yes confirmed oh. okay um let's start with some light news and maybe people join as we carry on and we they, they might get around for slightly more meteor topics so um i don't know have you i forgot i wanted to send this the group, did you see Bernard Foley just smoke Bowden Barrett this weekend? Top I league. saw the I saw the the headline, but yeah. he got a yellow card, and people were like, "Why?" It was just like a hard tackle, pretty much. Yeah, so it was a, a challenge in the air, technically. So like, uh, Foley jumps jumps essentially to try and block a clearance kick from Bowden, but sort of as he jumps, he jumps towards Bowden and like. Then drops his arm and leads on the downward trajectory straight into Bowden's chest with his shoulder. So like, it's not the nicest way to land after you've you know tried to block a kick. Like it's fairly intentional. Yeah, you know, it's it's a weird one though because I feel as soon as you jump, you've kind of you've you've given up control for better or for worse. Yeah. So if you're jumping into yeah. a dangerous situation, you're fully aware. Like like with Foley, he's he's the one jumping in. He like he must reconcile. He's jumping into a dangerous situation, whereas like someone jumping for a high ball is a different story slightly. Well, I don't know. Like I, I'm, I understand why the jumping for the high ball rule is there. What yeah. would just make sort of the box kick overpowered, but I don't really like it to be honest. Like. Yeah. Especially now they seem to have extended it to if you jump or a pass, you also get some sort of immunity. Which Basically, is, if you feet off the ground, you've got immunity. Yeah, but I I, I don't know. Like, then, I think you shouldn't be allowed to jump apart from for the high ball. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. So if they throw a shit pass over your head, you just let it go. Yeah. Oh, so sorry. Just just back to the back to the Barrett and Foley. You yes. know, obviously, I I haven't watched this incident, so I'm going to offer a very concise opinion. Based which on is this is this is exactly what we got you here for. Yeah. It's pretty pretty much summed up my my position as a podcaster. Um. Yeah, I would say you've once you've created a dangerous situation, you you have to pay for it. Yeah. But. Then, yeah, but I, I feel naturally you sort of, you brace for impact. Yeah. And like that could look like, you know, you sort of... Going you into know, it, yeah. Because you would yeah. tuck, tuck your shoulder. If you are looking that you are going to land, 
at or in someone, you are going to tuck your shoulder towards them naturally. Yeah, because one Foley has left the air and is heading towards Barrett. Yeah. He's going to hit Barrett. Like, there's no... You know, he can't, you can't change your, your momentum at that point. Yeah. So what are, what are his options, really? Like, he either, what, goes, like, sideways and does, like, some sort of wrestling maneuver. Yeah, I think... Or... Sorry, Matt? No, I'm just looking. I think he got nailed for high tackle in the end, essentially, for not necessarily contact with the head, but, you know, sort of dangerous play. Yeah, because, yeah, well, yeah shoulder, yeah, because shoulder makes... Con- I assume it was late as well. I watched it, I watched it, re-watching it now in slow-mo. It's definitely shoulder or upper arm on head contact, so, I mean... That it's a yellow seems obvious because that's that, so them's the like rules. Yeah, them's no. the rules. Like shoulder contact to head is a yellow fact. Like whether he's jumping or not, yeah. he just by jumping he just made it easier to hit him in the head with his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, so you can hit downwards onto the head for yeah. more. For more. Yeah. That's weird. I, I don't. I don't like. I'm trying to even think if I remember like Foley making a tackle in like the sort of nine season I, was, I watched him for. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I don't think that was ever his sort of play in war- for the Waratahs, but yeah, it's kind of nice you watching the sort of background of this video as more as a bunch of Sun Goliath players start swarming. Foley, old, old uh, Marx comes and pulls everyone apart and sort of drags Foley away, like, no, no, he's mine, I've got him, it's fine. And just like this protective father with shit tattoos and a smeg kettle. <laughs> I wonder, oh God, I wonder. I, I, he must be advertising some sort of two-minute noodles in Japan by this oh, point. Huh? He must have some deal. Oh no, they love a canned coffee over there. Remember, um, Tommy Lee Jones has almost got like several ads there for like a canned coffee. I reckon Mike's can crack into that market quite easily. Yeah, but aren't aren't tattoos like super stigmatized there? They, like I mean, I think with the, I'm speaking out of. Correction, under correction, not under, under correction. Um, I think, yeah, with the older cats it is, but it's becoming more and more sort of accepted and part of the younger culture. I know, yeah, like when I was in Korea, different culture, but also very similar in certain respects. And there, like everyone under the age of 25 had like a full sleeve and a neck tattoo, essentially. Wow. Like they were just like, cool, in the last 24 months, let's just get as much ink as possible because it's now slightly better and more like okay cool do you have a tattoo man no i don't oh. i thought about I've, I've i've had like several in the works and I was, i've never stuck to the idea of one for long enough so i was like okay cool dodging uh, have, you, have you seen have you, have you seen tar's tattoo yeah tar's must got like a shitty like smiley face on one toe hey yeah just a smiley face on his toe yeah i'll just I was thinking one the one that's stuck in my head the longest is getting a little silhouette of Bigfoot just underneath my elbow or just above my elbow sorry on the outside of my arm so when I've got my shirt sleeve rolled up and I move my arm well Bigfoot like pops in and out of view you know so people can like spot Bigfoot and they're like ooh that's he's there so just just a tattoo purely for banter yeah exactly no, no, like, there's, there's no, no like reason there's no other reason what, what else are you going to get a tattoo for really like a friend oh, of mine well that's why that's what that's why I, I reckon i would get a tattoo i think it would probably be me losing a bet yeah that's exactly yeah like, so a friend of mine remember when you were a child and you drew birds or seagulls it's just like that stretched out mcdonald's arches yeah 
So a friend of mine said, I just got a tattoo. And I was like, okay, cool. S- send it to me. Show me. Sends me a WhatsApp of his elbow. And he's literally just got like a tiny, like half a centimeter wide one of those just on his elbow. But that must have been like his mates just had like a tattoo gun or whatever. No, he went to an actual parlor and they laughed so hard. They're like, fuck, we're not going to charge you for like time or any of that. We're just going to charge you for the, the used needle because this is just the dumbest idea we've heard. And we're definitely going to let you do it. <laughs> uh, actually, I was playing golf with a guy the other day and he had the the blue bulls, the flower tattooed on like his ankle. But he's like a big Afrikaans guy, you know, but he's like, yeah. and it's like. Bit weird that this oak for one has an ankle tattoo. They were like, "Oh fuck, it's the bulls or whatever." Yeah. And we're like, "Yo, so yo, um, I think I said, uh, yo, you happy with how it's going with Jake White or whatever?" He's like, "Hey, I'm not a, I'm not a bulls fan. I'm a province fan. I lost a bet." <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ, that's the worst. Oh shame, man. Yeah. Oh, I was like, "Fuck this bet," and he owns it. Eh? Like yeah. he's just like, "Oh fuck, oh, yeah, shit happens." <laughs> fuck, I wonder what Curry Cup final that was. Mm. Because he was a Bali, he's like 50, so it could have been like any... Yeah, there are a couple of those Curry Cup finals where it was uh, Bulls Province. Or even like, I I, I reckon he's old enough, it could have been like Province and Transvaal. Of the whole like 6'5 Afrikaans thing, I didn't want to like get on on his bad side. This was only like four holes in as well. And he'd already had like six beers. I was like, fuck this Okay, no, so he's not playing for the game. He was a hero of mine, obviously. No, no, definitely. You're like, ah, this is a man I'm going to model my life after. (laughs) Okay. um, Actually, speaking of positive role models, did you hear what Chesney Colby did this weekend? Yeah, I I saw that. Um, It's just really really nice, but I'm not sure why he did it. Yeah, like, uh, it's kind of fun. So for those of you who don't know... Essentially, after his match, who did they play against? Um, Munster. Munster, yeah. After so after the Munster game, uh, they lost. Yeah, the, to lose even. No, no, they 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 won. They beat did they Munster. win? Oh, they mm. came back from a deficit. Yeah. Um, yeah, because all the I think all the French sides won this week. Yeah, they all the French. Yeah, I think yeah, them. France went I think three for zero on the first day, and then I think the second yeah. day. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Munster lost, and then after the match, Colby went around picking up the empty sort of empty dr- drinks bottles and plastic plastic bags. Like I think the photo you can see, he's got like the plastic wrap that would have been on like a twelve pack of Powerade bottles in his yeah, hand, and he's, and like he's just like filling it with it. bottles. And yeah, so it's weirdly enough become slightly politicized and like stigmatizing as well on on social media as well, like. Where Oaks are like, well done, well done, and others are like, someone made it about, yeah, this is the, I think, yeah, my favorite was, yeah, this is the difference between a champion and then the English side. You know, the guys who just take off their medals yeah. and walk away. I was like, what the fuck? How does This is still the guy. This is still this guy. I think it shows he's a, he's a good guy or whatever, but I think let's not. This is, I bet. Yeah, yeah like, like I saw a whole lot of things like, where they had a photo of like a footballer in like a gold Lamborghini or whatever, and it was like, oh, this is the this is a, a reserve for Man United or whatever, and then it was like, oh, this is the best rugby player in the world, like know the difference between the sports or whatever, and I was like, guys, I think you you're missing, you know, I think I think you stretching the 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 point a bit too far, like yeah. good of Colby, nice guy, but let's he picked up some litter, let's not. Yeah. You know, he didn't, he didn't solve world hunger or anything. No, definitely. My favorite is um, someone chirping him. 
yeah well i mean they single use plastic bottles anyway they should be they shouldn't even be using those in the first place let alone him going to go pick them up so i mean what's the point of that yeah, I, don't know. I, I guess maybe maybe with the with i'm guessing people who pick up the bottles are kind of non-essential staff now so yeah what whatever anyway um more importantly georgia georgia just, 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 maybe, maybe i sounded a bit disparaging i think it's cool uh, that he did it no, no 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 that's the thing we, we definitely <laughs> pro him doing it it's just weird that it's become headline news and also something that somehow split the rugby community <laughs> yeah, I think that's the point that we should hammer home, that, that days, somehow yeah. that split the rugby community. <laughs> oh, Christ. Um, no, but yeah, I think something that won't split the rugby community, and that's Georgia news. So, sadly, Mamuk, Sh- ah, fuck. Mamuk Ash- Ashvili, the hooker, has been given a lengthy ban for basic, for, a, what was it? It's dangerous player. I think it was a horrible clean-out. So, apparently... Looks like he was supposed to get yeah ten weeks, but then they reduced five, cut off five weeks. So he's looking at a five-week ban for a red card clean-out from the mm-hmm. from the European Cup that the basically tier two European nations played. I think they finished up two weeks ago. It's quite a it's quite a heavy ban for a clean-out to be honest, especially yeah, the for body red... point was ten yeah. weeks. Like I don't yeah, know what I'm he did. Trying to find, I don't know if there's footage of it here in this article, but yeah. So I'm impressed that they managed to find five weeks with the mitigating factors to lower it as well. I was I was thinking about this. Like, I know it sort of fights. Uh, that's why your... it's ten weeks. They sort of ah, that's why I think it's ten weeks, because they, he, um, the guy failed his HI on the field and ultimately went on to Matt, receive a Matt, conc- yeah. do you mind if we just pause this now? Just the clients phoning me. Just give no, me a second. No worries. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry about that. So, yeah, as I said, so back to Mamuk Ashvili. So it looks like the red was at the top end 10 weeks because of basic. This is now where I think we complain quite often that. It's a case of them punishing the results of the action in that the player who got hurt like received a concussion and all that from the tackle. So that yeah, was no, an it's inter- a bit... influencing factor. I was I was I was actually thinking about this the other day and how I I guess it's why the why the law is set up that way. Like it's just so, so no, but when you when you get caught holding on, yeah, you know you, you hold on and then the they basically you've given away a penalty already. Yeah. But you also then your players are needing to hit such a much harder clean out. Yeah. Instead of just holding on and like just giving up possession. So yeah. I don't know. Obviously there are two schools of thought because obviously that that turnover ball you're very vulnerable with that turnover ball. Yeah. But at the same time you. You know, like maybe it's better just to let go of the ball, not give away the penalty, and um, not not have guys and then not your players sort of having to do super aggressive cleaner. So you, what you sound like is you want it's like that tweet I posted the other or, or Reddit post I posted. Oh, with that American with person. That American who was watch, clearly watching his first game of rugby. He was like, "Hey guys, we're watching the MLR game. When does the other team get possession?" <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. It is quite like I can a. Imagine for them, it's like because then what, he said, yeah, like um, he 
after every tackle he sees the ball get like passed backwards and i'm like i suppose that like to an untrained eye like placing the ball but also in my mind i can just see the mlr guys like just popping the ball up from the ground every time as well in an attempt to speed up the game like instead of placing just pop it up for the next one off runner yeah no i don't know like, like so apparently like american football and rugby league are basically they came from the same sort of tree yes and then rugby union only came later like rugby league is actually older no 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 union was first and then league broke off of union because they wanted that there were some professional players and so they were the old boy profession they were the old boys from like the public schools in the uk and then like professional players from like Yorkshire and all that sort of central but slightly lower income areas and then the profession and then the old boys didn't like what the professional players were bringing to the game in that and then so they sort of kicked them out to their own league and then they're like well fuck it we're going to make this game faster and more enterprising to watch so that's where then they we made rugby league. league yeah then we start our own league which is yeah which is what happened and then they created rugby league in response to in response to getting kicked out of union essentially but i think the in the us i think football also developed along a similar pattern from rugby and rugby union and rugby league i think they developed football in a similar way because i think the forward pass is a very late inclusion in, in football actually like I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about it and like how there was a team of native, like a Native American university or whatever. And they were like the Ford Pass had just, just like been allowed. Yeah. And they actually started utilizing it to great effect. Like, and the other teams were upset. They're like, no, you can't just do that. And they're like, no, but the rules say we can. And they're like, yeah, but that's not how you're supposed to play the game. And they're like, no, you changed the game. We're allowed to. And like, so like it was this like fun like thing where like they just sort of rolled through like all the better universities just because they were first to adapt to this new rule change and everyone else still wanted to play the traditional old way yeah i guess it is actually i remember i was trying to watch a show on netflix where it was like um like the development of football how it went from like a Basically, they just used to play in sort of like a mob. Yeah. Where they, where they would just kind of all run. So basically like under 13 rugby. Yeah. Uh, where they would just sort of all run through it. Like, and they would just sort of bombard you. And they just basically walk the ball into the goal. Yeah. And then like it changed to like... Uh, it changed to like, you know, actually where they sort of pass the ball around and stuff. So I was like, oh, that'll be cool. But then it turns out the show was essentially like Downton Abbey, so it wasn't that cool. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. That's a pity. Um, Yeah, speaking of pities, actually, let me jump to this one. Did you see Lutiaga is injured? Okay. Fuck, that's not great. Yeah, he fractured fractured a a femur from during a practice. Fractured his femur. Yeah, came down badly from a line-out practice, like jumping for a line-out, and like fractured his femur, which is not ideal at all. 
Yeah, so that's not great for the Lions tour. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, it's like touch and go whether he'll be ready for the Lions tour. And yeah, so the Sharks didn't really announce it in that. Like, report had to break the news, like, over the weekend. Like, by the way, this is why we haven't seen Lewitt playing for the Sale Sharks this weekend. It's because, yeah, he's injured Did badly. Did it happen now? Did he drop from a line out before? It's possible. I'm sure something happened and you got injured the same way. Yeah. This is what happens when you look this unathletic. You actually are unathletic and get injured regularly. Wait, didn't he? No, no. How did he injure himself in the World Cup? Didn't he? Wasn't no, that, that also? Was like a torn, a torn bicep. I yeah, but wasn't that a line out as well? Like he fell like on his arm or something. Might have been. No, no, because he was sort of midfield when he got injured. Oh. But maybe, maybe, I guess, maybe he limped around making tackles for a bit. Yeah, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Alex Speaking of around. limping yeah. around making tackles, I'm here. Now oh, there, welcome oh. back, welcome back. We just Thanks. broke Sorry. any hits in the bookstore. <laughs> uh, we got we got a, a Mr. Man collection. Oh, nice. Good, good, good choice. Yeah. So nice. I feel like it's pretty safe. Yeah. Richard's Cray Scary, I think, is still also all right. Which one's that? Uh, uh, Busy World, Richard Scary, that one with the earthworm and the car that's shaped like an apple. Oh, yeah, that drinks well. We got the very hungry caterpillar, of course. Everyone's got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we, a good we, one. Don't, we don't have the very hungry caterpillar, and I was a bit so we in like a, a book sharing sort of club. Yeah. And then I saw on I was like like everyone was like, oh, we have the very hungry caterpillar. I was like, why the fuck do we have the very hungry caterpillar? Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's a pretty. Point. Yeah, you you you're losing your. I mean, poor James is fundamentally behind now. Yeah. yeah but it's I like haven't. Crippling but his I don't, I don't know if I'd buy it. It's a bit cliche. No, at this point you need to. I mean, how's James yeah. gonna know that? On what's it Saturday? What's that? Yeah, Saturday he ate like ten different things. Yeah, including salami. Yeah, there's a salami. There's a lollipop. There's some cheese. Is a eat salami? Yeah. yeah, of course. That's ridiculous, James. How else do you become? It. How else do you become beautiful butterfly? Yeah. You just eat leaves. You stick. You stay in your lane. No, no, that's day one. Day one is leaves. He's covered leaves on day one. But that's oh, day why, two should just be more leaves. But that's why on Sunday, because he he has like stomach ache, then he has like a lettuce leaf, and he feels better, and then he becomes a butterfly. Uh. So there's morale. There's a moral to the story. A <laughs> morale. It's morale high when you read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. So yeah, uh... James is very into these books about a farm at the moment. Uh, a tractor gets stuck under a tree, and then they cut up the tree, and a horse moves the branches, and then some sheep wander onto a train track, and the sheep get onto the train, and that's how they. I think it's a pretty stupid idea, to be honest. I think the farmer should have just picked up the sheep, but anyway. Yeah, no, it yeah. sounds like it. Especially if he's letting them wander onto train tracks. Yeah, but it's Naughty Woolly, the sheep. Ah, uh, no fair. She escaped uh, the reveal that other sheep follow her. Yeah, yeah uh, so he's very into that, and that means you read that book like four times a night. No fair. That tracks. Yeah. Train tracks. Yeah. That's where Naughty <laughs> Woolly was. Um, yeah, so... I don't know, Alex, we just broke the bad news that Lurt Diaga fractured yeah, his Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. 
Alex, do you, do you remember who got who got dropped at line? I'm sure I'm sure it was Lude who got dropped at injured at line up practice. Uh, I feel like Lude had a like a shoulder injury or like collarbone or something. Yeah. No, no, no. But he did. I think he tore his bicep in the in the World Cup final. Yeah. But then, like, just as he recovered, I'm sure maybe it was Mostert. Or was it, was it uh, Sneeman? Because Sneeman's okay, also yeah. just Might been, been okay, injured. Because yeah. he also played like... I don't, know. I don't even think he played a game, yeah. Anyway, um, speaking of lines to a Warriors and Lewton maybe not being fit because, you know, he's fucked his leg. Um, SA teams have sort of established that they're all going to bio-bubble. So the four sides taking part in the Rainbow Cup are going to Biobubble is the term we're going with in Bristol and by the sounds of it Rassi, Ninaba and a couple of others from Saru are also going to go at the same time so that while these guys are you know traveling and practicing and playing for their franchises they're also going to be behind the scenes sort of doing a bit of box prep work as well for the tour. Oh, it, makes, it makes sense because I'm guessing Almost everyone in Springbok contention will be in Europe at that point, apart from Frontstein. Frontstein and yeah. uh, Marx maybe as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. in Japan. So. Marx and uh, yeah. And my pimpy. My pimpy. Yeah. So there are a couple of guys, but yeah, I mean, I think. For, but those guys are at least playing top-flight rugby, so to speak. The South Africans have been playing Curry Cup for the last 18 months. Just the curry cup, 30 red dishes of the curry cup. Yeah. So, yeah. No, no. Do do you know what? Like, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a task to be ready for this. But if there's one person I back to do it, it's Rusty. Yeah. So it's interesting they say, yeah, because obviously playing in the Rainbow Cup, we're gonna be playing teams from Scotland, Ireland, Wales, and they they're slightly diplomatic by by saying we must probably play against. A, a significant portion of the players they'll be facing in the Lions tour, which I feel like is bullshit. They're pretty much playing against a good solid 75% of Gatlin squad in this tournament. They're very... did, you, did you see they, they released the Six Nations um, team of the tournament and not one English person made it? <laughs> it sounds about right. Please tell me like an Italian made it just for shits and giggles. No, I think I don't even like not even that many French people made it. I think only DuPont made it. Oh, that's a pity. Yeah, that's pretty harsh. Yeah, I, th- I feel like there should have been more French players on that list if it's just Dupont. Like Dupont yeah. definitely deserves to be on there, but there should be one or two more. There's definitely arguments. I, I, I think I think Dupont's very good. Don't let me. But I saw someone calling him the goat the other day. I was like, how's he the goat? He's only played like six games. Like, oh, I feel oh, like God. that term just gets thrown around these yeah, days. I'm so tired. It's there. There are a few websites. I think there was a photo. It was like. Oh, the photo Farida, of um... and Aaron Smith, and it was like one goat to another. It's like the whole concept—they can't both be the fucking goat. They literally play in the same position. One's the goat, yeah. and one's not the goat, or neither but, are the goat. Those are your people options. have lost like lost mm. track of what the actual uh, wait like what 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 it stands for. Like yeah. goat has just become a term for player that someone, I think is awesome. Someone who's good, yeah. 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 I thought when you said there was that picture of the two players, I thought you were going to say, and we were speaking about DuPont, that picture of Wilkinson, or Johnny Wilkinson meeting like teenager yeah, no, DuPont. That, 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 like... that was the one which pissed me off. It was like, oh, the goat and the goat. It's like, Wilkinson oh. is debatably the goat. DuPont, not the goat. 
Okay, no. I saw I saw it as Johnny Wilkinson meeting his rugby hero was the caption I saw. It. <laughs> Which is, uh, I, I think, mean, a I think, far more I think there's, a, there's like a decent argument to be made under the circumstances of like, you know, uh, Southern Hemisphere not really playing any test rugby, etc. And DuPont being like quite a standout for the French. Yeah. Um, you could probably argue that he's... The best in the world at the moment. Yeah, like maybe. I mean, I don't really watch enough Six Nations. No, but he's... But best of the world is still not greatest of all time. No, that's the thing. Like, it's... It yeah, pisses me off that people will sort of jump to that conclusion. Yeah. So you guys might hear a crying baby in the background. That's okay, I that's think fine. James that's is fine. chatting just, on the just, other line. We just had James telling Matt that he doesn't like the color blue. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a pity because we were going to have James on in place of Adam. This, this is what fucking happens when you don't buy your child the hunger caliber. They hate the color blue. Yeah, because yeah, it doesn't, on like day colors. three or four, he eats like blueberries, doesn't he? What's wrong with the colored blue? I don't know. Fuck, let my child have an opinion, Alex. Like, like Not if I it's going to be a shit one. I don't actively like discourage the color blue in his life. Like he owns blue clothes and shit. He just, if he doesn't like blue, let him not like blue. I Anyway, did I tell you? Did I tell you about these fucking red shoes? No. So we like oh, James. We're gonna buy shoes. What color shoes do you want? Red. We like okay. James. You you can't have red shoes. Red shoes are fucking ridiculous, mate. Yeah. Go go to the first shop we see. Red shoes right there. James like, yup, these are my red shoes, grabs them. And we're like, oh, whatever, they won't fit. They fit perfectly. We're like, oh shit. <laughs> and they and for like kids' shoes, they were like they couldn't have like six or seven hundred rand as well. And we're like, oh my oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> and he's refusing, hey, he's just throwing like a tantrum in the shop. We're like, oh my fuck, now we have to buy these bloody red shoes. This is a problem. And yeah. This is why you give him you see so what happens when you gave him options before you left this left. Yeah, this is this like Montessori kind of learning thing where which Joe and I, well, we try to emphasize, you know, where you always, you kind of giving your child the option to like emphasize independence or whatever. Mm. And now basically now James owns red shoes and looks like a knob. <laughs> oh, shame. Um, actually, Crazy. speaking of looking like a knob, poor Josh Iwani got raked over the course this weekend. <laughs> I think that's the best do, do segment How much worse it is that they beat the Crusaders as well without yeah. Oh, Christ, yeah, because, yeah, it's like, how many, it's like five or six starters got, like, ditched? I mean, well, one of them well, is Theo Tomkinson, no, well, so one jo- of them... Joshua, he obviously, it's the, the poster boy for this, and he, he definitely yeah. starts. Yeah, well, it's his And then Makiela, too, sort of, maybe him and I would have spent one more game on the bench. bench. Yeah, I think so, and... Tomkinson, I think, just by by sheer like they don't know anyone, they don't have any other centers, so he kind of has to start. But yeah, like Daniel Daniel Leonard Brown, who's got a broken arm at the moment anyway, so I mean, he's not likely to start in any event. And yeah, yeah, I was I was gonna I was gonna tweet something out about like how like Spirit thought for Joshua Ani and Rob Penny this weekend. Like both, like both of them got dropped from their teams, and both the teams like suddenly performed way better than everyone expected them to. Yeah. But yeah. um, no, I mean, there's, there's actually like a, 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 like a valid debate to be had over the Joshua Honey thing, and again, 
it feels a bit harsh, like just using his name as the the byline for the whole event because there's yeah. so many of them involved. But it was at his house. Yeah, it's at his house. Yeah, it was at his digs, whatever. So they had a big raucous party, and the neighbors complained or they reported them to the police or something. And anyway, somehow Highlanders management found out and suspended a bunch of them. And the whole and then the the journalists wrote like a bit of a smear piece on how like the Highlanders party house is at Joshuaani's house and the neighbors have been complaining, complaining about, about it for years. And like the, and they, they, it's disgusting that they're partying after losing the previous weekend that weekend yeah, or whatever. Exactly. And, like, and it's just the, young they're young men who yeah, well, think, who have think, a lot of energy. The big, they are going to blow it off. Fact. Yeah. The big thing that, that really pissed off um, basically Adi Severe, but uh, yeah. Yeah, a bunch of the community, is the fact that the the newspapers or the, on the website published the street address. Yeah, that's so disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, they, they basically they doxed, have doxed them. Yeah. Yeah, they basically doxed Joshua Honey, which is obviously very uncalled for. Yeah, that's um, like a breach of... Like a I, breach of I, I can't even imagine New Zealand's the kind of place where everyone knows where everyone lives anyway. Yeah, like, it's probably small enough. I mean, let's face no, it. No, 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 no. Yeah, but I mean, really, Ben, at this really, point yeah. now, you and I could most probably Google Street View Joshua or his house if we want to because of that. Oh. Yeah, I guess so. Um, <coughs> but um, one, one thing... Because all these other sort of pointers seems like the journalist really dug deeper than was necessary here yeah yeah but i think that's also the highlanders fault for not really they almost encouraged the journalists to go digging where they're like they broke protocol they suspended yeah. end of story yeah. instead of at least flushing it out like, like listen there was an incident at three o'clock in the morning yeah. uh some of the boys were getting rowdy and obviously that's not acceptable within the team culture yeah at yeah. least offer something like because no, they they almost encourage the journalists to go after it now yeah i mean that's like one of the first lessons of media spin is you control the story so if highlanders had like done what you're saying like been a little bit more forthcoming with the details then maybe journalists wouldn't have felt the need to you know go digging so much yeah but uh yeah i mean it's a, there's like a middle ground like Obviously, you know, Adi was, was particularly vocal on Twitter about, like, how unhelpful it is for the media to hound a player, especially a young player. And um, on the other side, the media were, you know, particularly vocal about how, you know, players like Josh from the Highlanders, yeah, I mean, you know, part of the Bruce culture, but also there's, like, an unturned of, like, win some games first, then you can party. Um, which is whatever. I mean, that's already the media's business. Yeah. But uh, I feel like there's a middle ground where I'm like, but I'm impressed with the fact that the Highlanders were partying midweek, whatever. Um, or even even if it's not midweek, like I'm a I'm a pretty, you know, stuck in the mud kind of guy. Get off my lawn, etc. So if I was a neighbor, I'd also be pissed off. But uh, whatever. I mean. You know, they're young guys, they, they like to party. Um, I, 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 feel, I feel this is a prime prime example to use the phrase, boys will be boys. 
because because I feel boys will be boys are sometimes used to normalize like a uh, toxic masculinity. I feel this is a boys will be boys example. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, like, I... like you, these guys have a lot of energy. They're with their mates all the time. They're gonna, they're gonna, you know, release. I guess. I mean, I mm-hmm. like the fact that they're out there. This is kind of neither here nor there. Like, if I'm in the neighborhood and they're having a raucous party at two in the morning. Yeah. I'll be pissed but that's yeah. I'm aware that I'm like a little bit more on the like conservative end of things so I don't want to necessarily apply my own neighborhood values to the world but I sympathize in this case with the neighbors but I also sympathize with Josh Ioni in that I'd be pissed off if the, if the media you know, wrote about me in this fashion and published my student dress. Like, that's pretty uncalled for. Yeah. So, I've got a little real-world example that I might be slightly on Josh Iwani's side in that yesterday we, me and my girlfriend, heard a knocking on the gate. So, we went out to check what it was and it was a law enforcement officer saying that they'd received a noise complaint for from our place for Saturday night for playing loud music. Which was kind of amusing because I mean we watched TV on uh, we watched a movie on a laptop and went went bed by like ten o'clock on Saturday night. But anyway, yeah. so we have an official city of Cape Town law enforcement warning lying on the dining room table at the moment for <laughs> ampl- amplified noise. Wow, but like it sounds like they got the wrong address. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like we sort of like um, in the group, we, I've been added to the WhatsApp group for the house and for the yep. street where the house I'm busy house sitting and like someone literally the person in the house next door apologized for like making noise and that and like and I showed the cop that and I was like look it's you're at the wrong address mate and he's like sorry the complaint says it's this address so I'm gonna have to give you the warning that's pretty bad form like if there's a whatsapp but shouldn't, shouldn't they have to prove something before well, they or pitched the next which is what I love pitched like pitched at like one o'clock the next afternoon <laughs> yeah like I mean surely you you go around there first of all. Yeah. Like so I don't what? Know. Like what the, what's I've, the point of calling the cops? Like, yeah. if you got a problem with the noise coming from your neighbor, go knock on the door and be like, "What the fuck are you guys doing? It's two o'clock in the morning. Turn down the music or whatever." Yeah. Have, you know, have the balls to do yourself. But like my, maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm wrong. But like my dad used to do that when we yeah. were kids. Like he used to go next door in his like bathrobe and literally pull the hi-fi cord out of the wall and <laughs> and be like you know what the fuck are you guys doing i got kids they saw like work in the morning kind of thing yeah so you know that's what i try and emulate when i hear noise in the street i mean i can I'm imagine you just going moment, outside like, shaking your fist i go outside no like i when i've had people sit outside with their windows open and their stereos up to max whatever yeah on like a front night or a saturday night and I've gone outside and I've been like, bro, what are you doing? This is a fucking residential neighborhood. Yeah. Turn down your music or get out of here. If you're going off to party, then cool, have a good party, but get out of here. And I've gone to the restaurant that's on the corner and I said, listen, I, re- I know you guys are having a good time, but I've got a baby next door that's trying to sleep. Yeah. Just trying to keep it down. Like, I don't, I'm not a dick about it, but, yeah. you know, it's like a mutual respect kind of thing. So... You know, number one, do it yourself. Yeah, no, uh, don't isn't... call the cops. Like, don't be a narc. And number two, if you do have a neighborhood WhatsApp group, then use it. Yeah, definitely. Like, 
go on and say, guys, who's playing music one in the morning? Please shut up. And then whoever the guys that owned up to the next day would have said, oh, sorry, you know, we'll, we'll keep it down or whatever. And then you know who it is. But, like, calling the cops to show up two days later is not just pointless, but, like, it's not really in neighborhood spirit. Yeah, no, I just had a fat chuckle. I really did. And I was like, I, was like, I actually, yeah. I've, I'm, I, I told my girlfriend now that I kind of want to, like, frame this and put this up somewhere for ourselves in, an, in like, above our workspace back in the flat. Like, our little brief sojourn to the suburbs where we managed to get a noise complaint. Yeah, you, you guys aren't ready for suburban life. Eh? Yeah, but, yeah, like... I, 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 I feel you've, you've, you've kind of got a reverse boy who cried wolf situation now. That the whole neighborhood must feel like, oh, shit, like we, Matt got into trouble and it wasn't his fault. So now you can just blast music and they wouldn't suspect you at all. <laughs> no, we were debating that. <laughs> we were debating that for like Easter Sunday, Sunday, just going at it. And when the cop pulls up today, <laughs> just be like, no, nah, dude, you were here yesterday. You clearly, clearly there's a time delay on that SMS you got. Because yeah. like, that's yeah. the thing. It's like some notification on like his phone, essentially. Like he pulls up some app that they have. And like you see, yeah, noise complaint, and then our street address. I'm is there like, cool. is there like a police snitches app? I don't know, maybe. So we like, yeah, no, it's fun. So uh, I just didn't kick up any drama. I just the guy whose house we're staying at, I just tuned him like, hey, look, we got a noise complaint while we were here, but it wasn't us because you can see in the WhatsApp group someone else copped to it. So maybe just let them know that we're sitting with their warning if they want to come we, fetch we, it. What, what, what is the is the noise complaint against you or against the property? So it's, you, we've got to put down a name. They've got to put down a name, but it's, yeah, it's the property and then a person, address and a person. So we should probably move on for this, but I'm intrigued. How, like, how easy of a mistake is this to make? Like, is it a complex? No, no but no, or... that's the thing. No, it's not. It's a street. It's like... So yeah, it's it's if they'd done just a little bit of due diligence, like walking outside and going up and down the street, they would have realized, okay, it's number 12, not number 14. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, I would lay a complaint against them. So, yeah. <laughs> counter, counter attack. Yeah. yeah. No, so apparently I can write a letter, but it's literally just a warning, and I'm pretty sure it's the copy that the law enforcement officer took. With them, it's also going to disappear. Oh, that's not going to get filed. But, but so, 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 what if you do? If you do it again, what happens? You get a fine? I don't know, maybe. But yeah, we'll see. <laughs> do it again. I'm curious. Yeah, your house. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Anyway, um, yeah. Speaking of not your house, um, no, that's a terrible segue because I was going to say. We talk about this, this Joe Wheeler thing or. Oh fuck no god no no I'm not talking about Joe Wheeler that's a terrible okay. what Joe Wheeler did was horribly wrong done um yeah so what I wanted to talk about is apparently the Trans Tasman leg of Super Rugby Aotearoa is not confirmed because the New Zealand don't necessarily have uh, free travel from Australia into New Zealand without quarantine just yet they are going to make an announcement on it soon. But yeah, everyone's kind of holding their breath right now and to the point where like, there's an option B and that's they're just going to play a third round of Super Rugby <laughs> AU and Super Rugby Aotearoa. Like, like they, they, could, they could have nine curry cups in a row as well. Yeah, essentially. So like, and Matt Tamua has player rep for, I think, just Melbourne. I'm not sure if it's just Melbourne or for like the the Wallabies in general. He's like, Look, no one's keen on that, even us. We're yeah. really, we're, we're looking at every option to get across and play a game. 
play a game against some of the Kiwis. Because like even Rennie's like he kind of wants to see what all this inter internal Australian rugby looks like against the New Zealanders. Like to see because he feels like they have been improving in Australia, but he's not quite sure if that's just confirmation bias or not. Well, that's a pretty mature thing for him to say, actually. Actually, no, I'm, I'm, I extrapolated the confirmation no, bias. Matt, Matt, was, okay. Matt was definitely reading between the lines big time. There. Yeah, no, so he's made it clear he's keen to see how an improved Australian side measures up against the best from Super Rugby Aotearoa. It's, oh, I, think, I think this rendition of Super Rugby AU is better than last rendition. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think it's well, a lot better. I think people claiming it's the better version of Super Rugby compared to Aotearoa right now are still a bit early to jump on that because I saw a lot of that this weekend know, on Twitter. Like, like, it's, it's weird because Aotearoa actually hasn't been super... Like last year, it was very close. Yeah. Like no teams were sort of running over other teams. But now this year, there seems more of a... But the Highlanders, they know, just they were all wide open again this, this weekend. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like the 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 Highlanders beating the Crusaders by itself already kind of makes it a, like a better competition away. But like I agree that last year, you know, we were robbed of the Blues Crusaders, um, you know, kind of final in a way yeah. in the final round because of COVID, and everyone was like, oh, you know, that that match would have shown who the the real sort of force is in in uh, New Zealand Super Rugby, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But then when we finally got that fixture this year, the Crusaders put 40, 40 points on the Blues, yeah. and the following round the Blues lost to like the the Chiefs or someone. So it was a bit anticlimactic. And so in, in Aotearoa, up until this last weekend, it actually felt pretty like like a one horse race. Um, but I feel much better about now that the, the Islanders beat the Crusaders. Um, but I, I still think, like, if you look at, um, at Super Rugby AU, like, everyone's talking about the, how Will Harrison was so close to heroics this weekend. Even if he got the kick... I like, still would have had to go to extra time. It wasn't necessarily... Yeah. A, they didn't win. They, did, they didn't lose... Well, Harrison didn't lose that game for them. They still yeah. had had a, had a fairly substantial mountain to climb. So they lost by two points yeah. in in their the... sixth game, right? Yeah. So that takes their points difference to only negative 142. They've had a fucking appalling season. If you take yeah, away but, the but last now, now, now they've got rid of Penny. It's nothing but... A... Yeah, oh, I mean, I look forward to them fighting their way back up the table and eventually winning the whole thing. But basically, is that, is that, take is this last game out of the equation. So no, they, they, they were sitting on 140 out of 5, minus 140 out of 5. That's yeah. an average of 28 points difference per game. That's really bad. And the Western Force are not much better there, minus 50 from 6. So, you know, they're, lo- they're losing by an average yeah, two-thirds of... Two-thirds better. Well, yeah, but, but it's still mm. a lot worse than... No, no, it's a lot... team in Aotearoa, which is What's Hurricanes. The, I was going to say, what the it's, Chiefs it's, it's sitting becoming, It's becoming a bit like Six Nations, where, like, the whole the whole points difference is essentially just who can dick Italy by the most. Yeah, pretty like much, that's yeah. How, that's how points difference works. So, so, I mean, I'm really looking forward to watching the Reds versus... The, and, uh, sorry, the Reds and the Brumbies versus the New Zealand teams. Yeah, that's going to be fun. 
the rebels force and waratahs i'm like you know these guys are barely pulling their own in in au let alone trans 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 if the war if the waratahs have a bad day against like the crusaders or the blues or something they could get they could get like 70. christ even the highlanders like if they've got like their first choice wings the waratahs are going to eat shit yeah but yeah um so one quick piece of news and one person who's not going to be helping the waratahs back to the top of the table and that's michael checker so he's dismissed any sort of rumors that he's looking at joining the coaching staff of the waratahs just throwing what what's checker is he still with argentina by the looks of it not at the moment because they've Sort of by the looks of it, they're like, I don't know, he might be there or he might still be on their books, but it doesn't look like he's there because isn't he on Stan Sport as well now at the moment? Yeah, yeah, he's no, not. he was a consultant or something there, yeah, he was a yeah. spin, yeah, he was under Ledesma, but like, yeah, sort of like who, like Peter de Villiers was consulted with, no, was it in that way, yeah, in Jones, Jack, Jack Bright. Yeah, that sort of combo, yes, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so that's, yeah, then one last little bit of debatable topic, which I feel like is a good one for us and one we've run into the ground, but worth worth highlighting is Sam Kane's injury, they say is bad news for the Chiefs, but likely a blessing in disguise for the All Blacks because it frees up then frees up the seven jersey, Adi Sevier can move across to seven and they can actually put an actual eighth man in the national side. I don't know, I mean, I thought like... Eighth man in your national... Well, this is, we thought, this was, remember, I spent like two or three months just bad-mouthing Sam Kane and then he was probably yeah. the player of the yeah. player of the tournament in the yeah. rugby championship. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> what I'm saying, like, it's, say, like... it's like a dead horse we have hit hammered a couple of times, yeah, so that's yeah. why I was like, yeah. it's worth mentioning that now everyone else is up on ours. He no, played fucking like, well for the Blacks, and I think yo, he's been playing pretty well for the Chiefs. He's been playing well for the Chiefs, actually, and to, all credit to him for a change. I, I, I do think, though, they they are better balanced without Sam Kane. But Sam Kane was playing very well. But yeah, ultimately, I, actually, they didn't do that well last season. So yeah. maybe even with Sam Kane playing well, it, it's more important to have balance. But are, are they more balanced without him? Because Adi's... Like, he's a little bit like Sia Khaleesi, where you just Luxury want him player. on the field, a... but he, he's not really an open side. He doesn't fulfill a role. Yeah. Mm. So... It depends, though, because if you have... Because you don't want many features. No, but you want one. Yeah, you need but, but wouldn't Cody Taylor or Dan Coles or whatever fulfill that role? I don't Dan know. Cole's not so much. Cody Taylor, maybe. Dan, <laughs> Cole's, Dan Coles is like an 11.5 normally. Do you know what? And weirdly, actually, the most important player you see in rugby is Liam Squire, who's injured, and they and they don't know it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, because we'll Back. talk about like the like the appeal of a like an Ardi Satutu Frizzell, or like yeah, you know, like Mikele Tuu Akiriani. Like any combination of Cullen like those Grace, five if you guys. Want, like just Cullen Grace, Ethan Black had a... Yeah, I'm not... I don't think those guys are that good. But like, 
Okay, you, you guys yeah, you've just broken Adam's, Adam's heart. Great graces. I reckon grace is good. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So Luke Jacobson's another name that I've seen here in this article. Papa Lee is also being called 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 into contention. I feel, pa- I, feel pa- I like Papa Lee, but I feel he's he's like one step away from Duplessis Karifi level of overhypedness. But uh, uh, my question, my point is, are any of these guys actually replacement for Sam Kane? Yeah. Oh, well, that's the thing. I, so. They're not necessarily replacing Sam Kane I would, I would for say, like I would for like, but I would shifting around the whole uh, shape of the thing. For Sam Maybe I I don't know. Like they they feel like a lot of the same player for me. Like they're all good. They're all explosive. They all do that thing where they link with the backs and like suddenly break a, break a line here or there, set up a try, or whatever. But like the beauty of Sam Kane is he's making like 17 tackles a game. And hitting like however many rucks, yeah. like it, it's his work rate. You, you need. I mean, we spoke about this last week. Yeah. You, you need one of your loose forwards to be like just a workhorse, and I I feel like he does it in a way that most other open sides don't, hmm. um, especially I, in New Zealand. But I feel this is the problem with New Zealand loose forwards is that they all sort of a little bit of a six, a little bit of a seven, a little bit of an eight. Yeah. Like, you know, each of them have kind of the same elements of each position. Yes, I agree. I agree. But, but, except, except for Sam Kane. Sam Kane, and, and I would say Hoskins Tutu as well. I would say he's a pretty clear-cut eighth man. Yeah. But, but, it, it, but yeah. the rest of them are kind of... They all sort of have kind of overlapping... When you look at it, you look at, the, say, the South African loose forwards, they're very clearly defined in their roles. Mm. Yeah. So so when you say like Peter Steph, Dwayne, and Sia, they all do very different things. Yeah. We'd yeah. say if you're playing Ardis, Tutu, and I'm trying to think of who, who would like probably Frizzell. be Frizzell. 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 Yeah. That's kind of at least up. two of the same player, and then yeah. Tutu. Then they largely overlap with Tutu as well. So yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. But I, I think they'll probably have enough to beat Italy, though, so that'll be fun. <laughs> I think they'll probably beat Italy. But yeah, <laughs> they'll probably take You know, it's, it's difficult. Which is because... a pity, because that just hammers home and reinforces this like bad status quo, because it gets results. Yeah. I told you I told you my theory, Matt, that okay. they should just have Georgia waiting for them. Just <laughs> when, they, when, they, when Italy arrive at New Zealand, it's like, oh, you're not playing the All Blacks, you're playing Georgia in a four-test yeah. series. Surprise! Like that Scooby-Doo beam take off the mask. I heard you thought it was Old Man. It's been Old Man Mamouk Shavili the entire time. If the suspension's finished, we're not sure. No, I think the five, he might be back by the time that happens. He's five. He might have served his five weeks. I don't know, but those those guys play so little, like, you know, Georgia probably, they probably only have, like, five games a year. No, but, yeah, but if it's a five, I mean, National, it's, so the five weeks will run, I think he's playing, I think he plays um, French League. So I think, yeah, yeah, so, so those five weeks will run through his French you know, League. Do you know what we didn't get to complain enough about, how Joe Marler didn't actually miss a single game? That's so fucking annoying, and, yeah. It, I think we did bring it up when it happened, but yeah, that like no. it, they just ran his twelve weeks during COVID lockdown. They're like, cool, it's just gonna run, which makes no sense. They should have paused it when everything else paused. Oh, whatever. I don't really care if Joe Marler's running around. No, I couldn't give this of a shit. 
Anyway, let's move on. Um, yeah, let's move on to the matches from this weekend, or at least the Super Rugby matches. So first up, the one we've spoiled already, Super Rugby Aotearoa, the Christchurch catastrophe. No, I can't actually make jokes about Christchurch. Actually, <laughs> oh, fuck. reverse, reverse, delete, delete. <laughs> fuck. 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 Okay, just edit this out. Yeah. Worst uh, thing to ever happen in Christchurch. Yeah, no, no. Probably if you actually ask people, they probably got to put them on equal footing. Yeah, um, yeah. so let's say um, the Highlanders managed to scalp the Crusaders. How about that? Put one over. So William Wallace managed to beat the English forces and, find, and managed to crack a win of 33-12 over the Crusaders. Just quite a... I mean, I remember watching this game. It's quite sort of like the Crusaders got no momentum. No, it, so, it, was a, it was a weird thing because I always felt we were just like, okay, we're coming. just like moments away from the Crusaders you know, like playing seriously back, and winning by forty. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, oh, the Highlanders got some points. Yeah, but it's it's coming. Yeah. Seventy-five minutes, still coming. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, seventy-five minutes. Like, gone, kind of gone. Bash up scores that try. Like, and you're like, no, there's, there's still hope. There's still chance. There's still a chance. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Islanders better not take their foot off the gas. There's like seven minutes left, and they're twenty-one points up. There's still plenty of time for the Crusaders to score four tries. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I think you, you hit the nail on the head, Matt. Like, the Highlanders just were in control. And obviously, like, Mitch Hunt, in particular, I think, played exceptionally well. Like, I'm surprised at how well. I think this was the plan the entire bad. time. Like, yeah. they're just like, we're hiring Mitch Hunt for, like, one win against Crusaders. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lord, he was, he was a Crusader, sort of. Yeah, well, not a Crusader. He was. Like, uh, in the, he, was, he was in the squad. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, he got the playbook, and, like, they, they basically hired him. They're like, have you still got your Crusader notes? Yeah, okay, you can get a Highlanders contract. <laughs> Send the thief to catch a thief. But, like, um, what stood out for me is what one of the commentators picked up on, which is that there were, like, barely any handling errors from yes. the Highlanders, which means that there was, like, very little opportunity to scram yeah. for the Crusaders. And, I mean, I don't think that the Crusaders' scrum is especially good, uh, but it's pretty powerful. Like, they're well known for hanging a pretty strong. But I, I think. I think also when you combine it with their, their backline, their backline's very that's good exactly at set it. piece. Yeah, that's the point. Like they, they're like really good at scoring from set piece. Yeah, so it's so, out the back and just going. Yeah, like their kind of set piece movements are probably among the best in the world, and they were deprived of the opportunity. So they had to try and make things happen from, you know, from a breakdown, and they don't have. I mean, we were just talking about this. We were just talking about the value of Sam Kane. They don't have a poacher in their squad, really. Like, Cody Taylor is maybe the closest. Yeah, but, uh, but Cody Taylor, I think he could, but he kind of likes to do other shit. Yeah, like, he likes and, to be and that's of... uh, probably, uh, like, a bit of a waste of talent, so, like, to be honest. Sending him into the breakdown, like, Cody Taylor's got, he's, like, a little bit more destructive out wide. So, you know, you're looking to Ethan Black have a, certainly have you to Tui Tulotti or whatever. Tali Tui. Uh, sorry. And no uh, Colin Grace to control the breakdown. But that, that's not really their strength. And, and like it's not something the Crusaders usually rely on. So they rely on like scrums and lineouts to be able to set up their strike plays of Richie Mwanga and David Havili and guys like that. So with, without that, 
you are faced by a disciplined team in the Highlanders of all, of all teams. Who well, are, no, no, they're uh, disciplined because all the bad, the rotten apples didn't play this weekend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone was sober, <laughs> like, however. But, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Um, but <laughs> Even yeah, Scott's you know, they were uncharacteristically clinical. Um, and therefore the, the Crusaders were kind of a loose end and yeah, it was a very well served victory by the Highlands. It was. Um, it's quite a weird thing. Sorry, going back to the no handling errors point, because I remember I was watching a squidge on how Wales beat England. Mm. And squidge was basically saying how Wales, or England launched almost all the attacks offline out. Yeah. So what mm. Wales did is they just didn't kick the ball out. They yeah. were like, they're like, we will not give you, we will not give you lineouts. Exactly. You know, you, and just new to them on their one thing. Which, which obviously that's something you, that's controllable. Yeah. You know, yeah. you you choosing to kick the ball out or not. But handling errors, they're not controllable. You know, you you don't. Yeah. No one knocks it on a purpose. Also, sure. you also unless they unless they simplified their play to minimize the chance of handling errors. Yeah. I mean, well, which, I think it's which, which seems sort of one step too far in a way look this well, is yeah ben this is a team that had scott gregory i think who is the least qualified to have a crusaders win but does his, scott gregory his... maybe have really good hands no because he bottled the ball i think call, like half the half the handling errors are scott, scott mitts gregory <laughs> trying to look up the crusaders had 22 turnovers conceded um which is basically oh. errors and highlanders had left yeah, that's a so good half point. as many. It's pretty good. Yeah. But, but also, I, the... I wonder how... So you would reckon with the Crusaders, if they, if you knock it on and they get it, you better off sort of just backing off till it's advantage over? Yeah. I mean... No, because then you're giving the back line... You're still giving that back line space. Yeah. No, no, thing. but you're not giving the back line structure and space. Yeah, true. Or just... Because you, uh, you also, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tricky but, one. Uh, yeah, anyway, I mean, the thing is, it wasn't just like... Uh, so, I mean, Ben, you're asking about, like, how do you control something like the uncontrollable? But I think it just comes down to mindset, because, like, most of your knock-ons are going to come from... Offloads like silly things hesitation like or insecurity or, like... You, you double you, you sort of doubt yourself yeah when you second guessing yeah exactly and i think this was just a highlanders team that had so much self-belief and i think that built over the game as a whole and it got to the point where they were comfortable doing whatever they wanted on attack so it wasn't just a question of you know defending against the crusaders it was also a question of them being positive in in their their own style. It was good because I feel a lot of teams when they play against the Crusaders, when they play against New Zealand, some teams even when they play against like South Africa and England, they play almost like apologetically. Yeah. Yeah, like they give the opponent too much respect. Yeah, I'll be like, oh, I'm so, you know, I'm so sorry, uh, uh, Mr. Wilkinson, can I have your autograph sort of thing after the <laughs> game? You know, instead of like, fuck you, you're my opponent for 80 minutes. So. Mm. Maybe, maybe they, you know, they, I don't know, maybe they got a good, a good head coach in or something. Yeah. I remember mm. when I was at university with, um, with Don, Don Armand, 
who's now a extra chief at the time he was playing for Ikees and Western Province. And <clears throat> he spoke about like, you know, sharing the field with his heroes. You know, guys like Scott Berger, Jean de Villiers at the time, and playing against, uh, cause he grew up in KZN, so he was a big fan of um, a lot of sharks. And he, I mean, Don has always had one of the best mindsets that I've come across in terms of sportsmen. And he always said, like, he's sharing the field with these guys. He's there for a reason. You know, they took different paths to get there, but they're, they're on the same field. So there's no reason for him, once he takes the field, to respect them. Um, which is obviously a very mature approach. But, uh, yeah, I think most people fall into that trap of giving, like, a little bit too much respect to teams like the Crusaders. Obviously, Mitch Hunt, as a previous Crusader, doesn't feel that way. It's like, remember when they when they interviewed Peter Steph and he couldn't he could only name like two players in the English side. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like who the fuck are these? Oaks? Didn't he get someone's name wrong? <laughs> you called him like Dave May or something. He's like, yeah, oh, he's quite good. Uh, that's perfect. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, good win for the Landers. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, next one, let's go to. Australia for one we also alluded to earlier, Tars <laughs> losing to Brumbies in the last minutes, eighty um, something minutes. Um, yeah, this one as well. I don't know, Shane. I watched some of this game. I didn't see all of it. I caught the highlights at the end of it, and yeah, it wasn't wasn't the best game. It was a good game, but it wasn't for me. It wasn't fun. I, I didn't mind needing to go out and run chores. <laughs> yeah. I, so, I thought it was okay, it wasn't great, but, um, yeah, I mean, Flaufanger scored his traditional brilliant ball try, mm. and I, I don't know, I often can't help feeling like teams that have a decent ball, uh, often, sorry, a bit sick, often feel like it's the only option, and... Actually, it wasn't working super well for them, if I remember correctly. I might be thinking of a different game. But uh, it seemed like the Brumbies should have mixed up their attack a little bit more. Um, but definitely credit to the Waratahs. Like, they pitched up ready to play. Um, I've been really impressed with uh, Carlo Tizano. Mm. I feel like he's become, like, a bit of a jackal for them. I don't think he got any turns this weekend, but, like... He just seems like on defense, he's quite a threat. And it's interesting because the a lot of the people I follow on Twitter have made a big noise about Lockie Swinton as <laughs> like a potential hard man for the Waratahs and for the Wallabies. And I, like, I'm i much more intimidated by Carlo Tizano. Maybe it's the haircut. No, no, but, but uh, I, read a, I read a thing on him and he's like, he was uh like he he apparently gets into fights and training and he, he like he went to michael hooper and said i'm coming for your jersey boy watch out Good. sort of thing like he's a he's a proper believe yeah, in race of character let's call him that so mm. and i think that's you kind of need that like i do feel that something rugby maybe doesn't emphasize as much as other sports is like internal competition within your squad yeah kind of like everyone bringing out the best in each other yeah, 
I mean, you don't want it to be too... No, no, obviously you don't want it to turn hostile, which I think yeah. it sounds like he's overstepped that line a few times. Sounds like but... he's a bit of a... bit of a hooligan. But, mm. yeah, I mean, I I, I think, like, he may, maybe he doesn't have, the like, the frame of someone like Lockie Swint or even... I don't know, I'm trying to think of someone like a Saifka, like a Reinhard Elstad, for example. But it's more about attitude, like the fact that he's got like a sort of blatant disregard for his own safety. So even though he's a little bit smaller than a big number number seven or number six in in Australia, um, he's got a, like a, a slight different attitude. So he's like got a bit more, you know, sort of hound dog. Mm. Um, but anyway, like yeah, I I I like watching him. No, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. one of these. Um, what was I gonna say? It's like um, Hamish Watson, who just won mm. sort of the Player of the Six Nations, where he sort of showed. I guess when you sort of, obviously, you look at it and you say, okay, it is a game of small margins. So if someone's two inches taller and three kgs heavier, you know, you like well, that. That's gonna count for something. But yeah. sometimes it. You know, sometimes you actually have to look at it at face value and say, if someone's two inches taller, they look a lot bigger. But actually, in the scheme of things, it's only 1% taller or whatever, or 3% yeah. taller or whatever. Or would you rather have, like, a Chris Clutty or Ned Hannigan? <laughs> you really ask you the wrong person. I love Chris Clutty and I hate Ned Hannigan. I <laughs> know, no, but like, that's my point. Like, yeah, yeah, you, you'd rather size someone... everything. It's about this, you know, the fight and the dog kind of thing. And like Carlo designer, even though he's an open side, I feel like he brings more physicality than a lot of a lot of blind sides, especially in Australia. Like uh, I know it's a bit harsh, but like you know, Dean Hannigan's a good example. Like I never bought him as a credible threat at blind side or the enforcer. Yeah, like I'm, just, I'm not scared of him. Whereas Collar Design, I'm like, shit, this guy's like, he's, you know, if he catches you at the bottom of a rock, he might just bite your ear off. Apparently, apparently, he used to play wing. And what? He just bulked up and went down to flat. Well, no, but uh, apparently he used to play wing, and then like he was just a shit wing because he would always just go like ruck over and stuff. And they're like, well, fuck, why are you playing wing? They'd go, and then he like bulked up and stuff and balanced. <laughs> Okay. Oh. <laughs> Good <coughs> career coaching there. Oh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next, Blues managed the, the the Blues that we've been shit talking so much managed to beat the Hurricanes 27-17 at Eden well, Park. Follow, following Alex's advice. Though. Following Alex's advice here yeah, by starting TJ. Can, yeah. Paina. Can we talk about that? Yeah, Alex, do you, do, you, do you get a commission on this? I'm not sure how I, I don't know. I feel like I deserve one. Yeah. Because oh. they took my advice on two fronts. They dropped Akira, right? Yeah, yeah they Papa played Lee. They played Pabali, Robinson, Satuchi. Yeah. And they played Fionn instead of Plunder. And lo and behold, they win again. Quite comfortably as well. Like 10 points is a decent margin. Yeah, like it would have been better if, if like had all people of all people read read Prince and not scored. So I mean, that's an outlier freak scoring. 
Yeah. Can't read, can't read too much of that. Yeah. It's a print, the princip that was promised. <laughs> was it a printercept try? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry uh, <laughs> and then yeah Jordy I mean yeah shame the Hurricanes I feel relied too much on Jordy Barrett at this rate I feel Jordy's playing well though like he's I playing like well Jordy but the, the Hurricanes good. relied too much it's like it's like turns, having... turns, out, turns out if Jordy was Italian he would be the world's greatest rugby player I was literally going to say that that the Hurricanes are, pre- are to Jordy Barrett as what Sergio Parise is to the Italians yeah, well, I feel I feel the better Geordie's team gets, the worse Geordie plays. Yeah, you said so last week, eh? yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was I was gonna say I've got deja vu. Did we discuss this last week? <laughs> like deja vu. Ben Ben's just harping on this point. <laughs> no, no, the worst. No, no, no one no one listens, Alex. So it doesn't matter. No, they listen to yeah, you, I, Alex. They I, don't I've listen to Ben. I've been listening. Anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, congrats on the Blues for listening to Alex. Alex, any more advice for the Blues? Well, no, I mean, don't change your winning formula. Like, Let's keep doing this. You've been through Crusaders. Yeah, because they, are they on the bye this weekend, eh? Hey? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Blues and uh, Waratahs. Yeah, so any any advice for the Blues on their off weekend? What so, what should they be focusing on their practice? Wasn't Adam saying Severus is on a bye, though? Don't listen to Adam. No. <laughs> Fuck, Adam's nowhere in fact. No, because Severus just was on a bye. The Crusaders are last on the last rotation of the... Yeah, Arte last Roa. week they had a bye. Yeah. They, on the, yeah. they had the round five bye, so they're on the round ten. So they're not going to have a bye because we're not going to play that week of Aotearoa. I think whoever Adam... Who was Adam trading with, Andrew? Andrew, yeah. Yeah. I think I Andrew tricked him into telling... I think he told him Severus had a buy just to trick him into accepting a shit trade. Oh, great. Mm. I'm, I'm, proud of, I'm proud of a Sunday trade happening, like a Sunday team-to-team trade. Why is a Sunday team-to-team trade happening? It's, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Yeah. Easter Sunday. Unless it's, it's, it's with me, then you can trust it. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's not it's not a good it's not good for our league. Like we we have a lot of honor to withhold as a league. And people doing team to treat trades on the Sunday make it look like it's amateur. We should probably, for the sake of those listening, it was La Mape and Dalgunu in exchange for Connor Garden Batcher and Severis. Yeah. So that's a big trade as well. That's it's not a, big a little fuck around. But like, of those four, I can pretty much only guarantee that La Mape is starting this week. Yeah, because there's there's a solid chance because Dalguni and Reese both benched this last week. They'll probably they're both yeah, regular starters. Dalguni so will probably come back. because yeah, I think they're giving Bridge some time. Unless yeah. they put put Bridge, Bridge at eleven and start Bridge at maybe 11 they'll do like a three-way rotation. Oh, I think they'll. I think Don't they'll say go that, Ben, because then you're speaking my my younger yeah. nephew out. I'm sorry about that, map. That's that's what I think is gonna happen. Yeah, I also think so. I'm gonna have to start. Sh- Actually, no. I'm just gonna pick, pick a. Well, just just, just trade him to Adam. Be like, no, Adam. The Crusaders aren't on a buy. I'll be like, fuck. I need to pick up Saders, and then. No, I'm trying to yeah. see. No, I'm just gonna put Ethan DeGroot in the wing. It's fine. Out- well, you you have to trade Fangaroku out then. If he's on the bench, he'll. Oh, if he's playing. on the bench, yeah. Fuck. I'll have to have a look. Hopefully, anyway. just they just drop him all together. 
Yeah. For my sake, I just plow him out. <laughs> maybe, squad. maybe the maybe the sailors will throw the baby out with the bathwater, and Severus will be the only guy who plays next week. Just one outside back. Just no, no. <laughs> just Severus versus the. Have you heard that joke? Which one? It's quite, a, it's quite a common one. It's like, uh, so this is, the Springboks were playing England, and at halftime they were up 50 nil. So they decided they went to the halftime changing room and they were like, you know what, this, this is always our time. Let's let's send Quacha out, Quacha Smith by himself to play the second half. And the rest of us go early to the pub. So they go to the pub, they have a few drinks, and Quacha showed up about an hour later. And they're like, Quacha, what, what was the final score? And he's like, yeah, it was uh, about 70 points to six. They're like, what? Six points? How did the English get six points? And Crackers gets all red and embarrassed. He's like, yeah, I got the yellow card of one point. Sorry, guys. Nice. Old joke. Nice. But yeah, Severus by himself taking on the world, but I like me. Yeah, no. Oh, Christ. Why is this not loading? Um, But yeah. Who got. Did, there was a yellow card in the last game. No, there wasn't. I was thinking they won. Uh, no, I was going to shift now, speaking of yellow cards, and then so-and-so got one in the Rebels versus Reds, but no. Uh, no, no one did. Um, but I think between James O'Connor and Tupo, the rest of the Red side, or Paisami included, those three, the rest of the yeah. Red side, the other 12 Reds players could have sat down. Quite Do you want to talk about that game? Yeah, let's move on to that game, and then I think we can quickly do Superbrew okay. and call it a day. Uh, yeah, do you want to discuss Blues Hurricanes or choose? Oh, sorry, did we... Um, yeah, yeah, Blues Hurricanes, sorry. No, no, like I, I, think, I think our point was made, the Blues, you know, were more sensible. And yeah, we stuck, picked a more balanced, less flashy squad and paid dividends. Yeah, and the Hurricanes are nothing without Jordy Barrett and a little bit more than nothing with them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. yeah. Let's, let's talk about the last game. Okay, so last game, Rebels going down to Reds, 1944 at Amy Park. Mm. Also, I just want to point out um, Tupo's first try. Very good yes. try, but shit form on the dive. He nearly fucked up his leg by putting yeah. it out to brace himself. For, if he had landed on that leg just slightly off, slightly cooked, yep. he would have been fucked from the game. Well, so, you can see he changed his mind halfway. <laughs> Yeah, like he ch- he went for the dive and then he put his foot out to brace. He was like, "Wait, the dive's a terrible idea," and then yeah. put his foot out to or leg to out to brace. And I was like, "Christ, his knee just needs to go now." Yeah. If, if I was if I was a coach, I would ban unnecessary diving. Yeah. We had that at school. You wouldn't allowed to dive. We yeah. had to dive. What? <laughs> you guys just had to just fucking ruin your sternums. Go again. Yeah, no, no, we, we had, no, this was just, no, no, this wasn't a, a school-wide rule, this was just my, my team, my coach said yeah. we have to die. Yeah. No, that's bullshit. We had a, a school rule that you were allowed to, like, show yeah. um, so, because it was, like, a little bit risky and, and guards no, no, were I, I agree. I, I also, I also agree that if you, say you 20, 20 points ahead, and it's the final play and you don't have the ball, you should just let the other team score. Yeah. Yeah. I remember your theory on this. Yeah. Like, yeah. why? Like, what are, what are you doing? Just, you know, say good game. Well don't have a, have a consolation try, guys. Yeah. Care about your business. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyway, uh, 
Speaking of Tupo, so I, every now and again, I get dragged into Australian rugby Twitter. Um, and by dragged in, I mean, I, I throw myself in there you, first. You actively look for, <laughs> look for the tweets. And dra- which ones can Alex. I reply to now? Uh, <laughs> Alex, Alex wakes up at three in the morning just to revoke up on yeah, Australia. Like, like, right when they're having their coffee, he's like wiping the sleep out of his eyes, putting his phone on dim so he doesn't wake the <laughs> wife. I remember when I, when I got back, well, when I was out of um, hospital treatment, whatnot, um, one of my first tweets was about Australian rugby and someone was like, good to have you back or something. But um, you know, anyway. Alex is a vital part of Australian rugby Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, Alex, is, Alex is the check and balance. He's the checks and balance of Australian rugby. But someone on Twitter was like, um, you know, Tony El Tupo scored two tries, therefore he's the best tight head in the world. Mm. Or no, sorry. Goat. Someone... Was he the goat, Alex? Is he the goat? I think <laughs> they didn't go quite that far, but they were like, you know, he. Someone said he and Paisami were basically like World 15 candidates. It was something like that. And Just because he scored tries, like for a prop to his base, exactly. their, their validity in that, that field. Uh, so a, I, a good so I prop say, can go an entire fucking match without touching the ball and put in I'm a stellar pretty, performance. Yeah, the best props. But like, so my my point was, I don't even personally, I don't even think he's the best tight end in Australia. Um, but you guys know my thoughts on that. Yeah. Uh, if you listen, you don't, you don't know. Then I think Alan Alatoa is better than Tupa. But that I'm not going to rehash the whole thing. Someone commented, if you think. Uh, that Tupo isn't good just because of stat lines like tackles and runs and rucks or something. I can't remember what they said exactly. Then, but the exact words were "you're overcomplicating the sport." But the sport's an incredibly complicated exactly. sport and because like, they're like props, fifteen different specific roles. Most complicated position in an already complicated sport. Yeah. And people are so obsessed with the fact that he scores tries, which he does, that they're willing to overlook any other aspect of his position, and it really pisses me off. So, but that standard, I honestly think Tupo would probably be, in terms of the, the world, you know, like the, his his positional rank, he would probably be a better wing than a prop. Yeah. Well, he's like moving up the try scoring charts. Yeah. Um, he's doing pretty well in that regard. So yeah, but fun. I mean, he, he would be relatively effective on the wing, doing yeah. a wing's primary role, which is scoring tries. Yes. Mm. Well, as mean, a yeah. prop. How do you stop he, him in the fucking he, trams? Yeah, but as, as a prop, he's not super effective at actually being a prop. Mm. Yeah. He's, he, he's the ultimate luxury player in many ways. Yeah. yeah. So I, and he's, I, he's a luxury player in a position where you cannot have a luxury player as well. If you're interested, I've got I've got some stats. I don't have full stats. Alex, but... please don't complicate things with stats. <laughs> Sorry. Alex, just, please just do complicate out. things with stats. <laughs> just me out. So he made he made four runs. He only made four runs. Two of them so, were I mean, tries. Really, yeah, really so half strike. half his half his runs, Alex is ten points on the scoreboard there already. Which is a really good strike rate, but okay, so only four runs, it's fine. So you think, okay, well he's probably really busy on the defensive side of the ball, 
but he only made two tackles. I'm so he, out of curiosity, has he got any missed he, tackles? Yes, two. He had a 50% tackle success rate. So, basically, four runs, two tackles. What the fuck was he doing all game? These when? are these are great stats for a wing, though. You're like, oh, he didn't get a lot of ball, but when he had the ball, he made the most of it. He's a good wing. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing the whole game. 80 minutes, he played... How many minutes did he play? He played, I think, all eight, Like, I think he... No, Nongor did come on. Yeah. The end. He played 63 minutes. That's like one ball touch every 10 minutes. Or, like, interaction. Yeah, one so including the tackles and the runs. Yeah. So. I don't have rucks hit. I don't have scrums, but... I don't know, I'd be added. No, but scrums he needs to like you can't really because scrums he needs to be there. He has to be yeah. there for the scrums. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean obviously he'd be a bit obvious wasn't there. But mm. just by example, by by comparison, Harry Johnson Holmes, who also plays tight head, fifteen carries and he's got to try. So fifteen times more active on the offensive side of the ball. Out of interest, James Slipper, no carries. Also playing tight end, zero carries, not very good. But on defense, Harry Johnson Holmes also two tackles, so same amount of work on defense mm. and like four times as busy on offense. James Slipper infinitely less busy on offense. Seventeen tackles for James Slipper. Yeah, but that's what you want from a prop, just a wall that you can't run one, around. One or the other, like you've got to be busy. You got to you got to have a work rate. Mm. You know, oh, so... I was going to ask because I do know Slippers tackles. I'm like, who in the Reds is actually making tackles then? Like, well, Slippers playing for the Brumbies now. I yeah. mean, sorry. Yeah. Angus, you... I, who's making tackles? Like Angus Scott Young was probably for the Reds. Fraser, Fraser. Oh, Fraser, right. right? Yeah. But but, yeah, the, the, but like, this is the problem. Like you need you need prop tackles as well because props have stopping power. Yeah. yeah. So Fraser been right fourteen. Because... Um. So. To be fair, um, Fiao Fotuaika, who's uh, the loose head probably only made one tackle. Brandon Pang Moses, starting Kuko, only made four tackles. Ryan Smith and Luke Salakalotto combined for nine tackles. So, you know, the Reds forwards in general, to be honest, pretty lazy this game. But they had most well, of the ball. Maybe just nothing was coming their way. They had most of the ball, so fair yeah. enough, right? But, like, Fraser McBride, who made 14 tackles, also carried eight times. Lucan Salakalota carried the ball 13 times. All these guys carried the ball because they had a lot of ball, and you still only had. Oh wait, I was looking at meters. <laughs> so, but like nine runs from Angus Scott Young, five runs from Salakalota, six runs from Ryan Smith, and only four runs from Tatlin Chupa. But, but so, it's, it, it's weird though because. It sounds almost like a so say say if I if I had a player like Tupo in my team, I would want him to touch the ball every second phase. Yeah. Like because he's a very effective carrier. Yeah. So why why isn't he? Do you think? Because I can't imagine Brad Thorne is saying to him, "Listen, Tony, we understand like you're good for two or three carries a game. Keep keep it that way." Yeah. Surely Brad's saying, fuck, listen, I want you carrying loads. So, yeah, especially yeah, normally, if you kept them on the field for like, like 80 minutes. minutes as well. So, I, anyway, I, I'm not trying to hate on him. I love watching Tanley Tupo play.
but it bothers me that people equate what he does with good prop or tight head play because I don't think I think he's being shown up as a tight head by guys like Harry Johnson Holmes and James Slipper generally speaking I think Alan Alaroto is better um, but you know everyone loves a good tongue and thought try so it's fine it's just mm. not pretend like it's something there's that's what I'm trying to say no fair no, well done. We appreciate that. We missed it. I'm glad to have you back. <laughs> yeah. And I think, yeah, that's enough said for Reds versus Rebels. Hard luck for the Rebels. Maybe they have an easier game this weekend. I can't remember. We'll we'll check now when we do Superbrew. Oh, yeah. I feel sorry for the Rebels. I thought they were putting together something in the last few seasons, but now they just seem back at the square one. Mm. Yeah, like I think it sucks for the Rebels because they're going to be stuck in this weird as the middle side in Australia for the longest time now. Yeah, I don't know. Like they, I think middle is is a good way of putting it because they don't have like the established test credentials of a team like the Brumbies with guys like Fanger, Slipper. There's Someone showed me the stat now, or this morning I saw for the Reds, like the the number yeah. of like youngsters they've got who are now like on 50 caps, like Alex Murphy, yeah. Salika Lotto, and a couple of others. It's like a solid like no, the, the seven, or, are, the seven or eight. Are a really like, strong sort of position for the next three or four years if they can retain. Because yeah, all these cats are like all youngsters. They're all like mid twenties, all sitting yeah. on like 50 caps. It's but even even like uh, even the Waratahs, like yeah. they got guys like uh, Harrison, Will Harris, uh, Harry Johnson, Holmes, Gus Bell. Like they got a lot of youngsters, which is partly why we're so unfair to fire Penny. But um, you know, like at least with them, as bad as things are, you can always be like, oh, you know, a lot of future potential. But the Rebels, you like, you know, they. They've got guys like Matt Tamura, Reese Hodge, um, you know, Corin Bette, uh, mm. and those sorts of guys. So, like, a decent squad, but they're not performing. So, they don't really have, like, future potential so much, or current, you know, guys to cash in on, and they're just kind of there. Mm. So, well, it's a bit of you kind of feel like, but even there... It's not like they're guys who you feel like should be put out to pasture as well. Yeah, like no. they've definitely got, yeah. You know, it's, not, it's not like the force who have just got a whole lot of sort of has-beens and then you're like, okay, yeah. I can see what you guys are going for here. Good for you. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. But like, the Rebels is just, you know, these guys are in theoretically sort of the prime of their careers, but they're just not producing the goods. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they like just to be meh side. Classic, classic Adam squad. That the the the, yeah. the, the, me, the Mabels. Oh, very good. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. Adam would probably say the Reb Mares. Reb Mares, which just sounds like a Vuka just cruising down the street. Reb me 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 me. All right, oh. you want to super super brew? Yeah, let's start. Seeing as I've got that tab open first, Aotearoa. First one of the weekend. So sadly, Super Rugby Aotearoa was a Saturday Sunday fucking lineup this week. Uh, Sorry guys, it's been 
the, the Friday, Saturday has been an excellent two weeks, but yeah, it's now fucked again. So, first one, Battle of the Winners' Cup, Highlanders versus Chiefs in Forsyth Bar, so Dunedin. Fuck, this is quite a hard one, actually. This, yeah, because Highlanders... I feel... I feel confident that the Highlanders should take it, but I kind of also feel like the Chiefs might pull something. Yeah. I feel like the combination of losing Sam Kane and maybe a bit of rustiness after the bye week yeah. and the Highlanders coming off a high lander. <laughs> um... I feel like Highlanders should win at home by like three. Yeah. No, I'm happy with that. Highlanders. Yeah, I, I think the 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 factors are in favour of the Highlanders, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if the Chiefs took it. Let's say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not going to be a massive upset if the Chiefs take it. I think that's why we're sticking to three. You know. Yeah. A gusty kick or something might just be in a wind gust at. Forsyth Bar might be the reason no. why the game is Also, lost. Mitch Hunt wasn't a former chief. Yeah, true. Mm. True. He's got no, no notes. Yeah. Although, no. don't... Do the Chiefs... No, the Chiefs don't have any former Highlander players, or do they? I'm trying to remember. Do you know um, um, Solomon Alamalo? Yes. He's the former chief, yes. Yeah. yeah, so if Solomon plays, the Highlanders will win. Yeah. Definitely. Done. Sorted. And... Next one, Hurricanes versus Crusaders in Wellington. So, I reckon pissed off Crusaders by like 15. Yeah, when was the last time Crusaders lost twice in a row? Let's get real here. Huh? Yeah, like I think they like they're that side that comes out like with piss and vinegar after a loss, and then you feel bad for whoever the next team is after they eat mm. a loss. The Crusaders by like 50. You say yeah. 50? Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Done. You're- just go big. If Jordy goes down early. Yeah, no, if Jordy goes down early, then who's going to score points for the Hurricanes? Fuck, I've got to scroll a lot. Theoretically, but I don't know. Like, Lamapi, like, lost it lately. Okay, I'm just going to take a screenshot of this for Adam and circle Crusaders, just so he knows that they're not on the bye this weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Australia, first one Rebels versus Force. Rebels. Rebels, Amy Park. Yeah, I think they should take it. Yeah, it's got to be Rebels. Seven, maybe even. I'd be confident. I mean, at least. At least seven. No, more than more. You than think seven. more? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fifteen. Fifteen. Done. And the next one is that hallowed fixture that everyone looks forward to, which Smash probably is going to turn out for naught <laughs> and that's Reds versus Brumbies at Suncorp Brisbane Brumbies off the bu- back of a bite but with Alalalatoa back eventually oh Duneau's back he should be he's off his, his suspension's finished like I've made me slip it as you said yeah. um that's a tough one eh? like I feel like both teams are actually playing really well yeah. But to be honest, like how much of the how much of the Brummies dominance is just like the rolling ball? Yeah, so yeah, that's the thing, and I think the Reds like are... if the Waratahs can stop them rolling rolling ball. Yeah. Now that's the thing. I think the Reds are big enough up front that they can hamper that quite significantly. 
So I reckon mm. the Reds. Mm. Which hurts me because I think yeah, as an owner of Andy Muirhead, that's not ideal. <laughs> what are we going to say the Reds by seven more, less? Three. Mm, I think less. Three. Three. Mm. Three. Yeah, it's going to be a close game. Okay. I think it might come down to like a James O'Connor kick or something. It's possible. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be... If it comes down to a kicking game, I kind of back James O'Connor over Noah Lollisio. Yeah, fair. I think so, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Reds by three. Okay. I think... Um the reds make better decisions really the the cool decision making head of james o'connor i would never <laughs> think i'd say that but i think they'll they'll take points when it's on offer mm. and i think the brumbies if they're kind of losing by like say eight or ten points or whatever they'll, they'll start going for the corner and start wasting points basically yeah, no, that tracks. I think that's very much what's going to happen. We're going to see what happens, and it's going to be frustrating, and everyone's going to yell at them, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah, guys, thanks. Thanks. Um, I see the dogs are waking up, so I think I might as well get going. And thanks for joining us, Alex. Yeah, just say us late. No worries. And Ben, thanks for sticking around. Sure, sorry. My kid came and yelled no. for half the podcast. No, it's fine. And yeah, thanks to Adam, who apparently is got roped into what? Not driving around so much as entertaining no, his no, baby. No, it's the most. Bo- like, like I want to, I want to insult him, but I figured like it's actually not worth my time. Nah, shame. Yeah, he's got, he's got enough going. Yeah, no shame. But it's okay. He also doesn't listen to this much like our listeners. So, everyone else, thanks for listening. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.